0: Hello there everybody and welcome to the very first episode of The Sparkles and Rhinestones Pageant Podcast. So hello, welcome. My name is Hannah. Um a little background information about me before we dive into The Sparkles and Rhinestones Pots of Pageantry. Um my name is Hannah. I've been competing for 10 plus years. I'm actually competing in the very first UK's National Miss Final. Um Covid permitting, of course, I think a lot of us are feeling that way in pageantry right now, Um, but yes, I will be the very first Miss Vulture, I'm super excited, I'm super nervous because going back after being a Queen for so many years to finalist status can be quite scary, but... I'm on the journey with you guys as well. There are girls who have won national titles and gone back in. Um, There are girls who are just starting on their journey and scared. We are all one big pageant sisterhood, um, all finding our pageant journeys at different stages of our life. Um, But yes, I have competed internationally. I have two international titles um, under my belt uh including of course youngest international spokesmodel where I was the highest scoring girl in the whole of YMI as well as the Youngest International Um Lifetime Queen Award. So yes, I was completely honored with that because I won my European titles to get me to that place. Um I competed nationally, internationally uh, in Paris, Texas loads loads of amazing things loads of amazing side wars loads of amazing things um always proud of the best interview ones those are the ones I always hype up (laughs) um but I have judged hosted even had my own pageant which I will never do again I hold so much respect for directors I mean it was a really good event but I I would rather be helping the girls um rather than being in that being in the hot seat with that so I started Sparks and Ryan Stones in 2017. Um, and that was straight off doing a back to back finals of Miss Galaxy Wales uh, in 2017 in March and then in April I had a last minute place entry, so I thought why not a uh, why not uh entry into Miss Inspiration and I used that time to reflect and was like, wow. So for me, when I first started in pageantry There was nothing, there was no coaches, there was nothing to find any advice. You found out um, about pageants through competing in pageants. You'd find out about a new one that'll pop up on the scene. You'd find out um, from people's experience. It was a lot of word of mouth, and then it it got bigger and bigger. And now you'll find them on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I don't think was Instagram even around in 2010. but yes, and I I still think that there wasn't that much for girls to who were just entering into pageants to find a place where they could find all this information. So there was no place where they could go and find out advice about a pageant platform. What is an appearance? What makes an appearance? Um, what is a pageant interview? How is that different to everything else? Um, so I decided to start focus on rhinestones as an advice blog um as a place where we would share the positivity of pageantry in the uk and i really wanted to focus on the uk because in america they have pageant planet um they have some amazing um places where you know you can be interviewed by different things and i said to myself i've been featured on different pageant podcasts and pageant websites um and written for pageant magazines and I just wanted something that was UK based. And these advice, this advice would help people in all different um countries. However, it is tailored to UK um systems and to the internationals that UK girls go to, because that is where my experience lies as a as a coach, as a competitor. Um that's where it all lies. So <laughs> now that the um the introductions has gone out the way. Um, I want this podcast to be so interactive, you guys. So whatever topics that you want me to cover, please let me know. Um, message me on Facebook or DM me on Instagram. Um, your feedback, obviously, is always great after you've listened to this first episode. Um, any subjects you want covered. Um, we are going to be doing lots of different um, advice. So we're going to be reading from the handbook. Um, we're going to go over different dilemmas uh there won't be any pageant interviews with other pageant queens at the moment because I would rather keep that on Facebook so you have get a chance to get yourself dolled up um you know because <laughs> there's not many opportunities right now um however let's get into what I would like to discuss today so this topic will be there'll be many different things because we are going to go into so much depth like the handbook is and the handbook is available to buy so once again you can message about that so we are going to talk about the pageant interview oh this is a round that most people get really nervous about um And it it can be very scary. It's it's the first time you get to meet the judges as well. So for some pageants, you don't actually have an interview section. Those are usually for the non-contracted pageants. So for non-contracted, we mean that um, you may win a title and you're not required to do anything with that title. Um, You can literally win the crown sash on the day and it can go in a cupboard. Um, Of course... Well, saying this, the title of what you have, make of it as you will. Um if you have that title um and you wanna do stuff with it, then then do it. Honestly, it will it's up to you how. Oh, apologies for yawning there. It's up to you how you, like, do your pageant journey. And if you win that, you might want to compete in another pageant. And that's the thing of non-contract pageants. You can compete. Um, for contracted pageants, however, um, you can't compete in any other pageant that year. So, the if you hold your title. So, for example, my title of Young European International Miz from 2017-2018 that allowed me to compete internationally because that was the prize package. So when I say you can't compete in any other pageant, if there's an international, you're leading on to that international. So that is where that title takes you. That would be your your national or your regional. Um, in my case, it was my European heat to get into America. Um, so I was able to compete in America, in Texas. However... When I came back, I didn't win the international title that year. Um, in two thousand eighteen, I was second runner up. Um, I still held the European title until November when I was then awarded Queen of Queen's. Um, it doesn't mean there could be ever pageants I wanted to enter or um wanted to do, but of course I'm I'm very much a one title person now um back when i first started pageants used to just enter as many pageants as you could um but it is expected once you win that pageant system that you pull out of any other pageants that you were going to competing um but yes so some will have interviews some won't have interviews but most contracted pageants will have um an interview section. So let's go into the pageant interview. I'm going to read from the handbook, um, from the start, uh, and I'm just going to read you a little bit from chapter two. So this is page 22 of the handbook, if you have this. Um, So pageant interviews are the first chance you get to sit in a room with the judges to let them know why you should be the next winner of this pageant your first impression, usually lasting around three minutes, although some pageants could have a shorter or no interview, as we've stated before. Um, Others, a full five to ten minutes and a presentation. The pageant interview is such an important part of your overall score. With some pageants, it can be worth half of your overall marks, so it's not something that will be neglected. So, as I say in this bit, this section, we will dive deep into the land of interview for pageantry, looking at all the different questions, styles, tips and tricks to really nail that interview. So there is a lot of in-depth information on here. Um, and we will go deeper in depth uh, in other podcast episodes as well. So what makes a pageant interview different to a normal interview? If you've ever interviewed for a job or for college, you'll be doing the same thing. You are sat with strangers, tell them all about yourself. Except for pageantry, there's a lot more variety of the questions. You have to think of the pageant interview the same as a job role. You are interviewing for that role and it will become a part-time job if you were to win. So the judges are looking for someone who is a spokesperson for that role, someone who's going to be going to embody the pageant ethos and values and inspire others to follow in your footsteps. There is more preparation to a pageant interview compared to a normal interview. Mainly due to the time frame you give yourself. A normal job interview, you may have a couple of weeks, a month at most for your interview, but for you pageant girls, you may enter with a whole year to spare. This doesn't mean you can slack off and read up the night before. Preparation is key. So, one thing, and I talk about clothes and stuff on here, about the different types to wear, um, but the one thing I put at the end so, stepping into that interview room, you Do not want them. You don't want to make a good impression. You want to make them think, "Wow, that's a winner right there." And the way I read that was (laughs) very wrong. However, I thought, why would I write that? You don't want to make a good impression, but it's like the whole. That's not good. That's great. That's not great. That's amazing. You want to make sure that when you step into that room and give the judges your answers, that. They just crown you right there and then. I always say to my girls when we're doing interview training, like that's it, that's the question. That's the 10 out of 10. You've already won the crown, let's go. Um, so things to take away from that. Preparation is key when it comes to interviews. Honestly, not just coming from a coach point of view, but coming from a competitor point of view, coming from common sense point of view, lots of C's around now, P's and C's. Um coming from a com can <laughs> move. Come on common sense, like if you're going to go to an interview, you want to read up you want to read up on the pageant, you want to make sure that you are knowledgeable on the pageant itself, you want to make sure that you are giving your best face when it comes to walking into that interview room, so when you sit down and you get asked all these different questions, so the type of questions that you'll get asked um And we go into a lot more depth, as I said later on. The type of questions you'll be asked mostly about your journey itself. And it also depends on your age range. So if you are um, a teen upwards, you will have a lot harder questions. Whereas Junior Miss and uh, like Little Miss, they're going to be a lot more easy questions. And they're not expecting a massive long list of answers because as I say to everyone the average question the average answer from a pageant interview should last no longer than 30 to 40 seconds because if you tend to be going over the one minute mark there are bits in that part that could be cut out so it's always good to try and test yourself to see if you can make your point point. 30 seconds or left now that may seem harsh it may seem like wow why why can't i talk more but think about it you have three minutes this is a standard typical pageant interview there are other ones that last a minute which is the Ram robin style um a minute or two or you could have longer so if you do have a longer interview like a five minute interview you can speak a little bit more so you're going to the 40 seconds but you don't need to if you've already got the information in there you don't need to be then trying to fill the empty space the the silence with useless words so if you think if you're speaking a minute about your platform but you've gone off subject you went to something else then you've brought it back but the judges will only really get one point out of the answer. I'm not going to use an example at the moment, but when we go to look at different questions, I will give you examples of answers. Um, and you can kind of judge yourself. You think whether it's a good answer for interview or a bad answer, it's up to you. Um, but back in there. So preparation is key. Working on how long it takes you to answer um, a question they will ask you about your pageant journey they'll ask you about your pageant platform um, or charity that you've been supporting or the chosen charity they will ask you about your goals your dreams whether it's pageant or personal related they will ask you what plans you have with the crown because it also depends on the judging panel as well So, for example, if there's a judging panel full of pageant queens, they are going to judge very pageant standard. They want to know, like, what you're going to do with that crown. They want to know that you are the best fit for this crown. However, of course, some judging panels will have a mixture. They might have their sponsors on the judging panel. They might have beauty people or owners of dress boutiques. They might have a celebrity on some cases and... They might have a different standard of how they're judging because every judge is different when they judge someone. The criteria of what they're looking for might be different to the person sitting next to them. A judging panel should not be comparing notes on winners. They should not be encouraged to share what they liked about a girl and whatnot because that's seen as bias. That's seen as persuading someone else to go, Wow, actually, you're right. Now you said that. I didn't see that before. It's got to be the judge's own mind. The judges may have a judging criteria of what the pageant system itself is looking for. Um, However, the overall marks will come from the judge itself. So with all that, you don't know what the judges are looking for. However, the standard the standard answer of what the judges are looking for is they're looking for someone who's going to use the title, someone who's not just going to let it sit on the shelf and gather dust. They want a pageant queen who's going to be active. They want a pageant queen who is passionate. Because if I'm asking you about your charity work or your platform, I want to know that you really, really support that platform and support that charity and the passion When you speak about it, maybe you're speaking about the inequalities um, of discrimination within the workplace, um, racial abuse of, you know, the disadvantages of poverty within the UK when it comes to period poverty. There's so many ways, so many different things, diseases, cancers, mental health. There's so many different platforms that someone can have. It might not even be accord it might be something that you want to push on like healthy living um there's loads of different things and I want to hear the passion when you're speaking about it now I want to hear the passion but I also want to hear examples I want to hear what you've done I always say when I'm talking to my clients for an interview that whenever you give an answer I need it to have three things So, it needs to have, um, like, the reason of the question that they're asking you, the reason. So, that could be, if you've been asked, what is your, what do you think is a good role model? Um, that the reason would be equality, or the reason why you entered, or anything like that. Then, an example of something you've done in the past. So, you're backing up, you're giving evidence. Um, something you've done in the past, um... With your sash, and it might not even be with your sash if it relates to the point. So, for example, if you volunteered for a homeless shelter, um, but you did it a year before your sash, but you're talking about homelessness at the moment and what you'd like to do if you were to win, you can reference that as the past because it is your achievement, whether you're in a sash or not, it is your achievement. So, something you have done, something you have experienced. Um, so with that example of something you've done in the past so you're providing the judges of an example of what you've done and then an example of a plan a future plan something that's happened in the future so you've referenced the past now you must reference the future um so a future plan of what you're going to do so you said about homelessness and you've done volunteering with the homeless if you were to win if you were to be crowned this queen today you would be wanting to hold a homeless donation drive to be able to get more donations and using the crown as a platform to really promote this. Um, So with all that, um, I hope I talk with my hands. So my hands are always going here and it's like, there's no video, it's a podcast. So I hope those little bits of information have helped with interview. There's still so much more we can go into interview. Um this is just a general general podcast chatting about interviews uh so how can you prepare for interviews for a start? Of course, there are mock interviews you can do. We do have a YouTube video with some of the questions from the manual. We need to do an updated one for the handbook um you can get your friends to ask you questions. you can book in a coach. <clears throat> <laughs> not saying us but also us and um, you book in a coach to help you um it's also writing down it's writing down what you want to get across to the judges because the judges are there for you they want to judge what you say and you can steer the conversation with the points and the information that you give them so, there's not going to be any surprise questions as such if you've already mentioned, like, points that you want to get across. So, like, your platform, a charity, um, an appearance that you're really proud of. These are the points that you want to get in that. And if you get those points across in your interview, you've had a successful interview. So, how I say this is writing down three bullet points of a point you want to get across. So... I'm going to use the example of what I wanted to get across in my last interview. And my last interview was 2017. I, of course, have done onstage questions at internationals. We had on onstage um, in order to win the Queen of Queens title that got me my second international place, um, which evidently I took home from my on-stage question. Um, I did an essay. So 2017 was the last time I sat in a panel of judges. Being interviewed myself, I of course had then judged <laughs> since then. I've done a lot of judging these past couple of years. Um, so, the three points I wanted to get across were um, my platform. So, my platform is mental health. So, I wanted to get that across. My second was the homeless drive that I had done as being part of the project, Code Red Ambassador. Um. So literally the day before the Yummy Finals, um, we delivered all of these sandwich items, homeless um donations, um. And I started the hashtag Code Red Challenge. Um, I started that the year afterwards, actually. <laughs> but I did that in my year, um, <clears throat> so I wanted to get across that, and I also wanted to get across the plans that I had with the crown, what would I do if I was to win, um, those are the three points, and I won best in interview that time, um, which I was really proud of, and really excited about, because I loved the interview, um, so those three points were the ones that I focused on, so I knew that When I went and see the interview, regardless of whatever question I got, I could go back to those points. Um, So I hope that makes a little bit more sense um, with that. So write down your bullet points, prep that out, practice. Whenever you write down um, questions, don't write the full answer down, even if it's a banging answer, because it will just, you're focused too much on the words. And I have it when sometimes I'll give an example answer using the client's information, and then they're trying to take that answer and say it exactly the same way I said it, and then it gets jumbled, and then they get confused. Um, it's completely natural to, of course, I like, go, wow, that's a good answer, I'm going to use it. Um, but you don't have to do it word for word. It's going to very hard to do it word for word. Um Hence, why writing in bullet points, writing in words, um, wh- however you learn and and how that works for you, um, <clears throat> that's what we would do, um. But that is most of the information that I have today. We're going to be doing so many more episodes. Um, however, right now it's currently Sunday. It's quarter to eleven, and. I have lots and lots of editing and planning to do. Of course I do. I always do. Um, However, we're going to be going into a lot more different subjects. We're going to be talking a lot more about the pageant interview. um, But I hope those little tips there have helped you. Um, The next podcast episode will be focusing on um, platform appearances and just general pageant information. Um, If you are interested in pageant coaching, in pageant interview coaching, then please just drop me a message. We have different um, packages and different rates. Um, And luckily, it can all be done sitting at home because we do it through video chat. Um, I started doing the video coaching 2019 last year, something like that. Last year, I mean, I've, I've coached for a number of years, but... Bring it to Sparks Rhinestones. Um, just because I thought it was a really good way, because a lot of people can't travel down to Swindon. Um, <clears throat> so, what better way? Um, and now, especially with lockdown, especially with what's happened, it, it really has been a blessing in disguise. Um, so, if you are interested in interview training, then let us know. We also do have PageantCon. So, PageantCon, for those of you who might not know, Um, is a virtual pageant event with guest speakers from all different pageant girls in the UK. Some really good pageant girls um, who are absolutely incredible and have so much experience in the pageant industry. If we combine all of the years that all these speakers have, um, which is amazing. And this is £5. It goes directly to Mind UK. Now... Of course you know Mind UK is a mental health charity um this is where all of the money will go um because you donate straight to a um a just giving link so no money out exchanged um and there's going to be different different videos from different pageant wings and it's not just videos I keep saying videos it's actually like live interviews so it'll be on Facebook but it'll be a Facebook live so you can ask them in real time any information, so be from interviews, platforms, media, sponsors, um, press, radio, so much, um, different transitions from moving up to different categories, um, being a pageant parent, um, goal setting, fitness, tanning, charity work, from the director's view, there's so much that we have here, Um, so, with all that um, I will leave on this podcast note because I'm now going to be sorting out the pageant com. If you have any questions at all, let us know. Thank you so much for supporting sparks and roses and taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast episode. I hope you have enjoyed all the information. And for those who think that my voice sends them to sleep sometimes, I hope maybe this has helped you <laughs> and helped you send you to sleep a little bit. Um, but thank you.